Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you guys right here from the wonderful East Valley of Institute of the Technology. And uh, it's okay, Bree. The music, we just only need the first two <laughs> bars yeah, of music. Yeah, it's my favorites. I it's okay. The Budos Band. I, You know, we always open up the show. If you're new to this show, I love small artists. I love the musicians that may not have a Spotify account of, you know, 200,000 or a million or a gazillion or yep. Instagram fakery, robotery, and all that. But those musicians are the most authentic sometimes. They are, and they're crafting out their sp- uh, spirit and soul. So uh, as a show opener, music uh, is the Budos Band. They're a group out of Staten Island. You got to love the brass section. And here's a, here's a piece of musical instrument that many of you probably take for granted. Which one? It has nothing to do with an automotive show. I hear you. You're saying, what? what's going on with Ranch Nation? The baritone sax. Oh, yeah. You will find a lot of great baritone sax. It's a difficult instrument to play. Frank here and Greg Ovis, Ranch Nation, welcome to the show. We appreciate uh, hanging with you guys. Greg, how you been? I'm doing all right. I take a couple weeks off for some family Look stuff. Look at you, but, like uh... retired over here. <laughs> it's a right. shirt, right? It's the it shirt. is. No, you got to take a break. I think yeah. life's balance is critical. Oh, yeah. A lot of you in the service base, you're busy. It is what it is and, and, and shorthanded. True. Many industries, True. it is what it is. You know, I read an article and I said, you know, why is it that currently it seems like there's a Labor shortage, a skilled trade shortage, uh, <laughs> or just any. If you're a restaurant owner, I guarantee you, you need five people right now. Yeah, that's true. One thing to consider, again, non-automotive related, I get it. But one thing to consider is the demographic shift. When you have a population of baby boomers that are exiting, I think it's 77 million of these baby boomers exiting. Wow, I didn't know it was that high. It is high. That's taking place. We are going to be living with a shortage. Wow. So I say get your act together, pay well, give these people time off, <laughs> and like you said, keep a balance. If you're new to the show, Ranch Nation, we're an automotive lifestyle show. We like to cover the fascinating folks and places from all over the world, share the story, and we're excited on this show. Greg, we got a special guest. We have a great guest. Now- <laughs> and I think the, the, the term automotive goodness just like wraps up everything about this. Our guest well, I, I did a, I think I was one of the, so you know how we got to promote the show. So one of the social media, oh, I know what it was. It was on YouTube's community post. Oh, okay. I don't know, whatever. I think we had two people like it, whatever. We're not big <laughs> on it, but it's all good. By the way, check out the YouTube channel. But I did post about this gentleman, Fireball Tim. Yeah. He is an incredible automotive art style and design talent. Now, listen, how many of you meet talents and they are just jerky? They don't want to right? deal with you. They're just not nice people. No. Complete, Fireball complete Tim. opposite. He is a nice people. Yeah, he's good and, people. And uh, he's got an amazing series of coloring books and he's had a whole slew of folks on there. So I figured on today's show, why not, people? A lot of you in the automotive department, you're learning the underhood thing, but you may shift into the design of a mm-hmm. vehicle, Right. Uh, how does that look with technology? We're also going to go back into history uh, with uh, Mr. Fireball. Fireball's been around since 1910. He's right? been around a long time. Uh, he has seen some stuff. Uh, he is responsible for over 400 of Hollywood's most famous movie cars. Uh, that wow. deep spirit. I know you can't. 400. I'm like, does this man sleep? What an awesome history. His latest series of automotive inspiring color bo- coloring books uh, has had guests like Jay Leno. 
Rob Paulson, Magnus Walker, Sid Mead. Wow. The legend Gene Winfield, and many, many more. I invite you as you casually hang in with the show, get on to Amazon, Fireball Tim Lawrence. And I'm speaking to you shop owners. I got a lot of you shop owners across the country that listen. Your lounge is boring. Get you a coloring, <laughs> get you a Fireball Tim coloring book. We've had a multitude. In fact, you're holding one in your hand. Which edition yeah, do you have? I have the Magnus Walker edition right here, right in front of me. It's a great. Check it out. I think as therapy, adults need to continue coloring with an automotive theme. There's nothing wrong with coloring. The official Magnus Walker coloring book. Get out and drive. And there is Magnus Walker. And of course, uh, all things Porsche. So Fireball is going to join us in a bit. Uh, before we get into news, I have a couple of announcements. Uh, Apex. The, uh, I don't know, you may call it the little brother, little sister to SEMA, but Apex. Do we need a drum roll? I'm saying drum roll it. The automotive automotive aftermarket parts expo is happening November 1st to 3rd. It's coming up, people. You need to register. Now, why would you, your busyness, register for Apex? Of course, you may swing over to SEMA. There's all kinds of eye candy, great people, behind the Mm -hmm. scenes stuff. But with all that's going on with ever-changing technology on today's vehicles, you need training people, Uh, whether that's training for your service department on the service counter side or it's training on controlled area networks. Uh, You know, 100 million lines of code uh, under these uh, new uh, F-150 hoods. That's that's mind-boggling, people. Uh, So Apex, November 1st, the third out of Las Vegas. What a place to do a shindig. Yeah. That's at the Venetian Expo. Uh, get on to Apex, A-A-P-E-X show.com, register, and you can take in a ton, a slew of product and exhibitor uh, exhibitors. Yeah, there's, uh, a, there's tools a ton and, of knowledge there at that, at that event. It is. And, of course, there's a ton of great sessions to get your education on. Uh, another announcement we have to mention, Haversack and DOT, D-O-T-T, they're partnering up. Um, you know, I, I say this often, logistics we take for granted. I don't care if you have nothing to do with automotive and you just go to your local target. My daughter, she went to the local thing and says, Dad, I want to get a little whatever, fan. And they're out of stock and she's upset. I said, well, there's a poor truck driver stuck somewhere with your fan because it's a supply chain thing. Uh, so Haversack and Dot, they're partnering up to drive fresh thinking for those of you in the freight logistics management uh, within the automotive aftermarket, uh, automotive and commercial vehicle aftermarket companies seeking to enhance visibility, effectiveness, and profitability around freight logistics are invited to participate in an upcoming webinar. Wow. Yeah, this webinar is part of the Apex October webinar series, and it's entitled Impact of Domestic Freight in the Auto Industry. That's October 25th, 11 a.m. Eastern. On Tuesday, get on over to the Apex October webinar series, apexshow.com, and join my good friend, Chris Nadu. He's the CEO of Haversack. And, of course, uh, Tammy Tecklenburg, she's CEO of DOT, both award-winning industry types that are doing a lot behind the scenes to keep us ahead because technology is blazing away. Yep, I agree. What do you got cooking in the uh, world of antiquities? Antiquities. There's that Classic word Classic cars. And t- I like the word antiquity. <laughs> I'm saying like we don't need- uh, I need to know what the, the origin of that word and- I think antiquities, <laughs> I, I think of an old sewing machine my mom used to have, right. the one you you know you put your push, push pedals uh-huh. and 
you move your feet back and forth. And then as a kid, you get your finger stuck under the needle and you're like, <laughs> ah, get away. Uh, and then the Victrola. Victrola's antiquity. There you go. So in a world of classic cars, there's antiquities for exactly. sure. Well, well, that's good to know. I'll have to look into that a little bit more for next week. <laughs> but the couple of things that are excited for, exciting for me this week is um, the Mecham auction. You know, I'm always a fan of Mecham. I always follow them through the year. But they have the one in Chattanooga this weekend. And I'm looking forward to educating myself a little bit because at this particular auction, you know, when it comes to the Chevy C10 trucks or the old school 70s trucks, there's always a market for that. But in this auction, there's a lot of Fords, a lot of custom Ford trucks, a lot of Dodge trucks. And I think they're trying to, you know, participate into that custom truck, classic truck market. So I'm excited to see what these trucks are bringing just for my own information and education to see what the values are compared to the historical Chevy truck. So that's what's something I'm looking forward to. But a warning came out um, with some of the local big box auctions is there's a lot of people pulling scams. So I want to make, some, you know, consigners alert to this. Some of the people are, are receiving calls that want to consign cars from people that aren't affiliated with these auctions. Oh, these scammers. And it's happening. It, it's, it's actually a couple different auctions have sent out warnings to consigners saying, you know, validate who you're speaking to before you can sign a car. So just a little uh, warning to that. If you're consigning a car with these big box auctions, make sure you're talking to them directly. Whether you're a broker or a dealer, don't get caught up it's just because someone calls you and do some due diligence to verify who you're talking to. Yeah. I mean, most of you that are already knee deep, you have your tribe, yep. you have your network, you get it. But if you are new- That's right. Um, and you are, because I tell you what, we, we mentioned it before- Stock market is kind of wonky. Yep. I'm not sure your 401ks are getting sliced and diced. How about investing in a nice classic hoopty? That's right. Um, because you're going to get a return on that, uh, even the future classics. So, yep. Greg, give a website. Folks that are not sure of what they got, you can help them out. What's the website they can find you at? Call me, uh, Greg, at gzup.com, G-E-E-Z-Z-U-P.com, and I will help you... Uh, iron out any wrinkles you might think you have when you're buying your first car. Yeah, no, it's important. It's a big decision. Um, but I think it's the best investment decision. Why? Because you can drive and enjoy it. That's right. And uh, maybe pick up a couple of trophies at a local never car know. show. I think it's important. All right. Now, a lot of you don't know how to slow it down. When you get to a red light, you're supposed to stop. And you're getting ready to take the right turn. So you know, okay, I'm going to stop briefly or I'm going to go right through it. And I'm oh, going to take that right. Yep. And you end up hitting our friendly pedestrians. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I mean, a lot of the coastal cities, you got it dialed in. I mean, it's pedestrian friendly. And yep. some of you drivers, you're frustrated. Well, the right on red, which was very popular in the 70s, apparently in the 1970s, we just wanted to keep going. We didn't want to wait. <laughs> no airbags. Just turn. No ABS. No blinker. No blinker. <laughs> just let me get to my destination. Well, D.C., as in okay. Washington, D.C. What did they have to say about All it? of our official federales. <laughs> well, they're saying no more right turn at red lights. Wow. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of you are in certain jurisdictions. You can't do that. I think New Jersey is one. Mm-hmm. Which would always screw the New Yorkers up because they'd go over to Jersey and I believe I could have it wrong. But my point is you drive to another state and there's not a sign. It's just a given. You must know in this state periodically. It's a given. You should know. You got to not turn on a right on a red. Got you got to wait. 
And if you come from a state that doesn't have that, um, maybe you get a ticket. The Safer Streets Amendment Act of 2022. Greg, that sounds official. It does. I'm scared. <laughs> the Safer Streets Amendment. <laughs> and the friendly pedestrians. I'm nervous. Well, and in our in our cyclist, cyclist, I can't even pronounce it. Our cyclists. Cyclists. Got a little twist to that. Uh, they're they're passing this in the District of Columbia. Uh, it's part of their Vision Zero initiative to eliminate traffic fatalities. It's still a big problem. I wonder if there's some statistics on injuries or deaths. Because of course, of that. and that number's going up. Wow. So a lot of you saying, I don't, especially some of my old school mechanics, we don't need all this technology. I can't even fix my own ride. <laughs> they're all upset because it's computer controlled. And, and mm-hmm. why is that? Well, it's twofold. Right. One, emissions, got to keep the environment clean, thumbs up, we want that. And number two, a lot of the advanced driver awareness systems, people, ADAS, ADAS, however you want to pronounce that, right? that quietly keep you safe. In other words, you get the little light on the driver's side mirror, beeps at you, you know, the light goes on and it says, whoop, the radar suggested you're not in your lane anymore. Mm-hmm. And... uh some vehicles have the technology where it's corrective steering. So this is all part of that ADAS. Why? To bring the deaths on the roadways down. Right. But the number seems to be going up. Right turns on red are considered dangerous to pedestrians because drivers, and I'm guilty, are watching traffic coming from the left before making a turn. It's, it's, it's a natural phenomenon. It is. It happens. Bree, get on the mic, Bree. Bree, our lovely board operator. You're at a red light and you want to take a right. Are you looking for pedestrians or are you looking left to make sure you're not going to get whacked with a car coming through so you can go through? So my mom always told me you have to do right, left, and then right one more time to double check and then left one more time. So Mom's a genius. One, wow, yeah, smart. mom is just like That's like military right crazy there. with it. Um, <laughs> there are times when I'll just look to the left and then do a quick take to the right and then one more. But Well, yeah. apparently a lot of you are not paying attention. Too many distractions. You're messing with your hair. Radio, phone, hamburger, whatever. Put the phone down, your tickety-talketing. Well, like Bluetooth. <laughs> whatever you got. Uh, the, the problem is um, the, the right turns are abs- absolutely very risky for pedestrians and cyclists. I know, I'm going to play with the word. Washington, D.C. will eliminate right turns at red traffic lights, period, in virtually all cases. And they're going to start this in 25. I happen to agree with this. Yeah. Why is this now? Think about, I don't know how many have been to D.C. That is one maniacal plan of roadways and streets. There's a lot of these roundabouts, uh, these sort of uh, roundabouts. And I know you D.C. people are laughing at me right now. But that was designed... Way back, uh, my understanding is uh, Pierre-Charles L'Enfant, a Frenchman. He drew up the District of Columbia back in the 18th century. Many of those streets meet at intersections at acute angles rather than, what do you get at an intersection? 90 degree, right? Mm-hmm. When you have all these acute angles, which means it's a, it's a roundabout on steroids. There's like all these different right. directions. It's one thing if you're in Arizona. We live on a grid. It's a totally different driving experience yes. than if you're out on another coast. So I think that's part of why they have to have like, you know, red's okay on some areas and it's not okay on others. But if you don't know what you don't know, you're going to hurt someone. They call this the hub and spoke street design. 
And, of course, back in the uh, horse and carriage days, that was wonderful. <laughs> what could happen? Uh, I mean, could you imagine the fatalities during the horse and carriage days? Was that a big? I'm sure they had fatalities. It was all the cyclists around. The, the cyclists. Horses. Well, yeah, you had, well, back then you had, you had to be stylish. You had to have the big wheel. That's right. The little tiny pancake wheel in the back. <laughs> I want you guys to stay tuned. We are honored to have Fireball Tim, uh, just a wonderful cat automotive artist, designer behind over 400 movies and films. Uh, by the way of, well, I'll throw a couple of these out, Jurassic Park, yep. Batman. How do you get into a mindset? Uh, what's the pressure like? Where do you set yourself free when it comes right. to this sort of level of creativity? I want you to stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BG Find a shop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back bg bg whether you're looking for a full service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store mail shark has got you covered with over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards restaurant box toppers magnets and so much more mail shark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve pay weekly pay as you go there is no pressure no contracts direct mail for more details visit themailshark.com right on welcome back wrenchnation.tv if you dip in and out of the show remember sunday podcast will upload that peruse the website there's a uh, plenty out there grab a beverage Take a break and uh, listen to uh, the many episodes. I think it's over 270 some odd shows wow. uh, that's out there. So quick announcement, EBIT Foundation Breakfast People, the EBIT Educational Foundation is hosting their 16th annual fundraising breakfast people. Bring your empty stomach and your full wallet is what I say. We're raising money. Uh, enjoy gourmet breakfast from EBIT's culinary program and learn how you can help support the East Valley students in the pursuit of their career dreams. Right there. Find it. EvitFoundation.org. Fireball Tim has been on before, and it's always an honor. Uh, the man is responsible for over 400 of Hollywood's most famous movie cars, uh, has the coloring book series. We're just going to bring Fireball in. Fireball, welcome to the show. Good to see you. What? Uh, we're having a shortage of shortages out here, so uh, we're kicking some butt. 
Yeah, awesome. sure. Well, this sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me ask you: as a creative, do you ever experience a shortage? <laughs> um, you know, the uh, I think the only shortages right now is um, I couldn't find any Parmesan cheese at the market. That's oh. about it. So, you know, I, a, a lot of it is, uh, as you know, that um, when you start believing people's uh, uh, people's comments, and you know that the internet is just full of all truth. Right. That when you uh, you start following uh, people and listening to what people say, and uh, uh, you can go down that rabbit hole. So I just try to steer clear, and I don't watch the news. I don't. There's a few things I don't do just because I know it's not going to drive me forward. So uh, you know, there's always going to be someone telling you that things aren't working or things suck, but uh, I just refuse to listen and keep going. I love Man, it. that's spot on. I love mean, it. like from day one of civilization. Now, of course, with social, it seems like. We, we, there's too much to there absorb. Is. And, uh, let me ask you, uh, Fireball, as a creative, what do you think about TikTok? Um, some would say TikTok is, is got many of our kids sort of zoned in the wrong way. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's five hours of TikTok time. Since we're on the topic, what do you, what's your thought on TikTok? That's you know that's a tough one because um, you know anytime a new platform comes out, honestly, anytime something new comes out, there's going to be people that criticize it for a number of reasons. But you know you have to at some point realize that this is not going away. This is something that, uh, like uh, you know, my addiction to chocolate. You know that if I don't keep keep a lid on it or keep it in in check, uh, it can be bad. And 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 uh, I'm certainly there's cases where people are using TikTok and they're they're overdoing it and uh, not doing other things, uh, you know, uh, uh, that they could spend their time on. And then, uh, and then there's people that are using it to their advantage. Uh, you know, one someone like uh, if you listen to Gary V, to Gary Vaynerchuk, and he talks about the the value, the positive side of it. Uh, you just gotta you gotta be aware of what side of the fence that you're on. And and with most things, um, I try to spend less time criticizing others for the way I think they they should act and be. And just concentrate on the stuff that I'm doing because uh, it certainly doesn't help anybody. Um, I think TikTok's a great platform. We're using it really well for uh, a number of things with regard to the business and and uh, and sharing our love of cars and our love of the town that we're in, uh, Malibu. Um, it's a great platform. You know, um, it's a great way to connect with people, and uh, it's different. Um, so uh, you know, we're trying it out. So far, so good. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, we'll dip in and out of it. I, I want to go back to a point that you mentioned, and I think that, you know, regardless of whether one is in the automotive industry or even a creative for that matter, but you said something that is pretty powerful, and that's the discipline of balance yeah. and really choosing your battles. Do, do you find that some creatives, let's get on that creative space side, whatever it is, it could be an upcoming technician that's learning his craft. I mean, that... You got to learn the black and white. You got to be creative. It's that mind process that's involved. Do you find that the the discipline side of things today, with all that we're inundated, is much more challenged for a creative than let's say ten, fifteen years ago? Are we were we just inundated, fireball? Well, you know, I, I think that that first of all, we have to get a perspective on what it means to be a creative. And and the truth is that we're all creative. If you if you could go home and make a salad for yourself tonight, uh, you you find a salad that you like. If you 
if you're you're creating your business, you're creating the the clothing that you wear. You know, we we all create to an extent. Uh, some people focus on certain areas more than others, and you know, and I love cars, so that's my my space. But I think that the What's kind of going on right now is that we're kind of becoming a a justice-addicted society, is that we're spending more time on on needing to be right than being happy. And and the the problem with that, obviously, is that, you know, when you're not aware and you're – you have this overwhelming uh, urge to be right all the time, or in in most cases, it's really just not being wrong. You know, you just don't – you don't like the idea of having to make a mistake. You're missing – a golden opportunity because uh, the way that we learn things as creatives is we got to screw up. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very rare that you you do an old change the the first time and do it right. You know, and and if we got on our case every time, you know, if you're working on your car and let's say you're you're new to it and and you just got on your case and gave yourself a hard time and criticized yourself or had someone stand there and criticize you because you you took the tire off wrong or you did something wrong, then, you know, you're, you're chipping away at your self-esteem. You're chipping away at your ability to be creative. And it's important that I think it's, it's very important. Uh, it's crucial to screw up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I welcome the opportunity to screw up as often as I possibly can. And trust me, you know, I've, I've done, I've done my share uh, but the value is on, you know, right around the corner. It's kind of like, you know, you're driving up in the mountains and uh, you're getting real sick on the curves. And you go, like, God, man, I hope there's a straightaway somewhere so I can take a break. You know, right around the corner of, of screwing up is that that um, that beautiful golden egg that's sitting there waiting for you, and which is that awareness that that uh, in order to, to do something well, uh, you have to screw up a lot. And, you know, and I... I, I uh, I try to, is uh, you know, I, I think that it, it helps to to make people less afraid to screw up when they have a perspective that it's okay. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, we're we're more we're not so much afraid of screwing up as as we are um, in mentioning a justice based society that someone else is going to call us out on our screw up, and we're going to be embarrassed and feel bad and feel wrong and for all these things and and uh, you know we kind of get get back on track. There's a, there's a lot of people that are that are um, having difficulty, young people especially, in, uh, in not, not understanding that it's okay to screw up. It's okay, it's necessary as a human being, as a creative, to be more creatively powerful. Um, you gotta make mistakes and, and, uh, and you gotta find a way to welcome that into your life. You know, like the, the, you, you guys were talking about the, uh, the turn, no turn on, on red light, which I'm really upset about personally, because I really enjoyed you know, uh, on every corner here in Southern California, we have uh, pedestrian baskets. So when you, you bump into a pedestrian, if it lands in the basket, you get extra points. If you don't, then you're, you know, you're, you're out of luck. You get see, two, two, two points. I can Ten see. Points. He's seeing, <laughs> Fireball saying on the intersection, there's a buzzer. It's like being at a I've Lakers been game. years perfecting that and screwing up. And I, I can't tell you how many baskets I've missed. But I'm starting to get really good at it. Now they changed the freaking law, and this is this is irritating to me. I'm frustrated about this, and uh, we'll do that on, an, on, on another day. You know, go more in depth. But um, <laughs> well, that's the I, problem. I think, you listen to Wrench Nation. You got some news. Normally, you're steering away from the news, but uh, yeah, yeah I guess you know, it's a problem. Upset, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. So no no right turn on red means no more additional. Uh, 
points, you know, a free Starbucks and all the great things I was getting as I racked up my, my pedestrian basket points. But, you know, life goes on. You got to you got to cope with it. Yeah. You know, no doubt. Hey, before we dive into I mean, you, your history is just incredible by way of automotive art style and design. Technology is here. It's happening. Yep. Some are frustrated with it. Um, you're out and about all over California and, 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 and I know that's kind of the main spot fireball. I know that you'll, you'll leave the state and you'll do other shows, but primarily Southern California, you're out at these car shows. Do you think, you think we're headed in a bad direction by way of car culture versus technology? Are, are folks going to sort of become this stale piece of bread regarding the interaction with their ride because of technology? How do you see that? panning out in the future well, you know once again it's it's uh uh it's easier to criticize than it is to to accept change you know it's it's hard for people to uh, to look at something new and you know people had a pro- hard time when when we went from uh uh you know from a vcr to a laser disc and then to a a, uh, a blu-ray and then to to streaming you know there's always going to be people out there that are complaining about technology and saying it's the the devil and and you know, I, I, I welcome it. I, I'm always looking forward to the future. and But we are going through a, a, a time now where there's a lot of things that are unresolved. You know, it's, it's difficult to, to create uh, electric cars without having necessarily the infrastructure for electric cars. And we're starting to create those things. But, you know, there, there's always going to be that guy that loves his gas-powered a monster, and and he's against that. And I deal with these things all the time. You know, I, I, every time I go to a show, it's the gambit. It's the people that go, uh, you know, I love those electric cars. That Tesla is really cool. And then and then you talk to someone else, and they can't stand it. And they think that that Elon's a monster. And uh, you know, I, I think that that uh, uh, once again, we kind of have to stay away from things, criticizing things that we don't have control over, and because. Most of the time, uh, you know, criticism is easy, but people aren't protecting their own peace. They're not. They're not protecting sure. their own sanity, their own peace of mind. And uh, when you see something you don't like, then you know you jump all over it. You try to get other people to get on your bandwagon, and you just you feel really good that all of a sudden you got three or four people that you're criticizing. Uh, and to me, that's wasted time. That's time that could be better spent thinking about the the people that I love and the things that I love to do and. You know, and I don't going to be perfect. A lot of it's going to suck, but we are moving in that direction. There isn't a, a damn thing that you can do about it, and uh, you got to find a way to to look at change as not being something scary and and constantly pointing out the people that are not doing it to your specifications because they're these guys are armchair criticizers. It's, no doubt, you know, people can. They are. Yeah, they, so you know, true. It's very easy to criticize somebody, and but my question is, well, you know, uh, yeah, maybe he's not doing it perfectly. Maybe he's screwing up a lot. But what the hell are you doing? That's right. You know, and 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 those. It's just it's easy for people to 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 make a comment on something, slam their their power book closed, and then go hide. And and you deal with a lot of those people, and 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 you have to have empathy for those people because they are scared. They're scared of change. Uh, they have things that are going on in their lives that aren't as perfect as they'd like to, but I'd like I'd like for people to to understand and get to realize that the power to change their own lives is within them. It's not not out there, and and technology is not there to hurt them. It's 
Yeah. It's there to to advance the race forward and to uh, you know to to explore ideas. Not all of it is going to work. So uh, uh, you know, and we're going to see. You know, it's like the the drone the drone cars. You know, the flying cars. A lot of those. You know, there's a lot of R and D in life, and you know when you when you go out on dates, man, it's R and D time. You know, it's like. <laughs> Automotive engineering is synonymous with dating, I always said. Yeah, exactly. Test the waters. You know, it's just really horrible. You can go out and have a horrible date, and it's like, oh, man, I just, I already need that one up the wazoo. But but when you get it right, you know, then it was worth it. It was worth it to to spend the time and, and to screw it up and only to realize that I needed to go through that curve. I needed to change my perspective. I needed to see life in a better way. And, um you know, you just you want to spend more time being happy than your your need to be right all the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you you've hit really it. Know you, how to do that? You've hit it right on the head. And 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 for many, it's uh, it's not an easy thing because I think you had mentioned uh, this whole group think. I belong to this group think ideology, mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable with how I'm thinking on a particular topic. And 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 let's remove politics and all this other stuff. But I think it does affect us individually because we're not we're not tapping our best selves and and, and our failure. Yeah. So our failure goes from, well, I failed. It's OK to, well, let me see how many other people failed and I'll have a certain way of thinking about that. When the fact is, it's part yeah. of the natural process, period. Agreed. Right. Right. Well, you know, in, in the in the in the film industry, we call it the Jurassic Park syndrome. And that is that. They, they were so intent on making dinosaurs that they never questioned whether they should in the first place. Agreed. And a lot of people live their life that way. They're, they're so intent on giving someone a piece of their like what someone said or did that they never really questioned that one of the options is to not say anything at all, is to go on with your life and, and go eat a cookie or, or go, go to the park or go to the beach or, or go for a hike or do something that makes you happy. But we have this, this this urge, this need to to give our opinions, and without questioning, uh, is you know what am I getting out of doing this? Right. And I think it's a very important question. It's a crucial question that if you want a happy life, then you need to do happy things. If you if you're constantly criticizing people, then you're going to bring on a lot of criticism yourself for yourself. And uh, uh, it, it would just it'd just be a, a much better life, a much more enjoyable life, if you concentrate on the things that bring you joy. And uh, and I try to do that out here. You know, we live in a very beautiful place. I'm I'm incredibly grateful. I'm humbled on a daily basis that I actually get get up and get out of bed, and uh, and spend some time with uh, with you guys and with. Uh, I can't tell you. I'm excited as all hell to be doing this. This new coloring book with you guys. Well, you rock. We're gonna we're gonna have that announcement. Uh, if you're just joining us, I invite you to visit fireballtim.com. Uh, that's going to be an opening to all kinds of goodness. We're gonna talk to Fireball here in a bit. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna talk about the pressure of Hollywood uh, when Fireball was younger and he was up and coming. Great creative, great artist, designer. What was the pressure like? from Hollywood and did that change his perspective or did he just say as he's saying now you know what screw it I'm going to do me and uh, enjoy the journey I want you guys to stay tuned Ranch Nation 
Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Now, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a benefits portion of our website, WrenchNation.tv, where we've got benefits for the Wrench Nation community, which is really protection for you, your family, your team. Your culture is important. Your team environment is important. So we're going to make it real easy for you to shop for health care, life insurance, device insurance, even pet insurance. I'm excited to share with you the benefits for the Wrench Nation community. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We've made it real easy and simple. Your small business team deserve no less. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. Check out the benefits page and check out health insurance, life insurance, car rental, condo and home insurance. You name it. We've got your benefits covered. GetRenchBenefits.com or WrenchNation.tv. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to TechForce.org. Right on. Welcome back, WrenchNation.tv. Uh, Greg hanging out with you. Frank here. Visit Amazon.com. Fireball Tim Lawrence. You got a whole slew of creative goodness by way of coloring books. Now, some of you are saying, well, coloring books. Well, as I said earlier, in your adulting, <laughs> no matter where you're at in your adulting, we all need some good automotive goodness. coloring. Goodness. Uh, whether you're into Camaros, air-cooled buses, uh, the Mustang, you name it, there are dozens of these great books. Uh, Fireball, Tim Lawrence, Amazon.com. Let's welcome back. Fireball, Tim, are you there? Thank you, sir. Right yeah. on. All no, right. We admire that all you do, and I, I have to just go back, because I, I know that there's a few people tuning in. Uh, they may have a few struggles in life, and, and, and I think it does come down to so well stated as a reflection, Fireball, in always trying to be right. How many marriages were ruined from that? How many, yeah. how many kids have dropped out? of a class that they, they were actually doing okay right, and, and excited about. And they, the failure was a yep, norm, but much. they were chasing. And I have this phenomenon with my daughter, uh, Natalie, who is an amazing student, but her gig is she is just scratching and clawing to be 100% perfect. And, and that's a tough road to go. Before we get into the topsy-turvy of Hollywood, I got to go back in time, Fireball. Your sense of zen and balance... My understanding is you've got a black belt. Is this true, Fireball? <laughs> I am currently wearing it right now. Oh, no. you're oh I need a picture of that. I need a picture of that. <laughs> all right, now folks don't and just... that's all I'm wearing. Oh, too much, too much information. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But folks don't just say, I'm going to be on a quest for a black belt. Like, there, yeah. there's usually something in their life. What triggered you, Fireball? I mean, here you are, you're busy, 
you're up and coming and you decided black belt is where I'm headed. Well, you know, I think that uh, my uh, probably that came from my mom. My mom was a an extraordinary person. She she never really made a big deal out of anything. And her perspective was unique in that um, if if something bad happened, uh, it wasn't a big dramatic, uh, um, overwhelming thing. Even when people died, you know, it was it was the the understanding to get grounded and that these things happen for a reason to help us expand and grow, not to deter us from from our goal or to cause a strain. And I, I, people are are kind of addicted to. Um, to the dramas of life. And, and I, I, you know, we have our show Art Talk that we do that we're actually shifting to Fridays, but uh, it's important that people understand that uh, wherever you put your attention is what grows in your life. And it's a hard thing for people to understand because it's about accountability, about, uh, you know, that you have to be responsible for the way your life is going and not blame other people. And, you know, and you were speaking about pressure earlier that, you know, the pressure in Hollywood, the pressure anywhere could be enormous, but it's only enormous if you make it that way. And you have to realize that with every step you take in life, with every day that goes by, you're either uh, alleviating pressure or you're adding pressure based on on your thinking process. If If you think something's a problem, then it becomes a problem. If you think something is not that big of a deal, then it's not, you know, and my mom was very unique is that, uh, you know, we would, uh, we would gra- grab our family car. We were going to go see a movie, but I told her I wanted to go and, 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 and go into a, uh, uh, a swim meet and, and go race before we went to the movies. So she, you know, she would take the whole family, which was seven of us. We would drive down to this pool that was in our town and she'd say, hurry up and go get your first place medal. And don't let me find out that you raced against kids your own age. And so I, so as I'm running down the stairs to the pool, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, okay, I got to get a first place and, and I got to race against, you know, kids that are older than me. Okay, great. So, so then I'd go and I would get fourth or, or third and second if I was lucky, but you know, um, I bring it back up and I'd show her and she goes, great, let's go to the movies. You know, she, she never judged as to whether something wasn't good enough or too good. It was just, there was never any pressure. And as a result of that, I think that my perspective on life is that, you know, when, you, when you're faced with something that feels like pressure, then you, you are either, with your own thoughts, your own words, your own actions, you're either adding to that mix or you're alleviating it based on your perspective of it. If you see it as a problem, it becomes a problem. It grows as a problem. And I've never, I've never decided consciously to do that. I've always looked at something to say, oh, that's interesting. And then, and then find a way to let it go and move on. And which is not to say that, that I've, it's always been this way. There's certainly been difficult times, but, but certainly at my age now, I can, I can look at, at, you know, working in Hollywood as if, if I don't get a job on a film, and it goes to somebody else or something else. It doesn't matter. It, you, you can look at it and say, well, I'm glad he got it. If, if I get a ticket with a, with a cop on PCH, um, I can say, well, I, you know, I learned my lesson, you know, I, and, and, uh, and, and I'll not do that again. You know, I'm, I'm very good friends with the, um, uh, I'm a commissioner here in town, and uh, one of my... 
Uh, lost you. I think we may have lost Fireball. Fireball, are Fire, you there? Can you hear? Yeah, I'm okay. here. Okay. Yep. You're, you're a you're, commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, one of my good friends is the mayor of Malibu, Paul Grisanti, and he, he has a very unique way of not allowing other people's drama to affect him, and which makes him a great mayor and a great person in the city. And and it's something that we can all learn from is to, to not not allow other people's anxiety and drama to uh, to affect our state of mind. And, and the more that we can, uh, uh, you know, work that muscle, which is exactly what it is, to not allow that to happen, you have a better time. I mean, I, I go to a car show and I just accept what everyone says. I don't I don't try to argue with someone whether a Mopar is better than a Chevy or whether a, a Toyota is a a better driver than a Honda. Just just listen and just accept what people say, and and view it as interesting, and then move on. Yes. And and you, you, your life just naturally gets much better. Fireball, I gotta I gotta address that. Um, as a young twenty-something, who's sort of trying to identify their path. Let's just face it; probably a good percentage weren't taught early on coping skills yeah yeah some some listening may say this is so far out from where i'm at trying to carve my path because my life is anxiety i have, I have a tough time paying bills yeah uh, the, the car that i want is not even i mean yeah. especially now with youngsters yes i'm a little jaded i speak to my oldest who cannot afford to buy a home right now because they're so outrageous and her world is different. And as a dad, I say, hey, accept it. It's not always going to be the same. This is your journey. But for so many, they just can't relate to that. What do you tell someone up and coming who's got the anxiety, who, who is just living every day with, with a bundle of frustration that weren't a lot of these kids are not. I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, my, God bless my mom. She 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 raised us the way we needed to be. And single mom and and we had to we had to deal with that independence but a lot of kids don't they're not taught these coping skills and they end up in the wrong yeah, and they don't know how they, they go a different way because yeah. oh that's accepting that's attention that's right. group think i feel good i gotta lean on you fireball if not for what you did as a young 20 something the great network that you have how do you how do you tell a young 20 something like how do you convince them that it's, it's this is part of the journey. I actually, I actually had this conversation with someone at a at a show recently uh, here in in town. Uh, there's a young guy that came up to me and he said, uh, uh, "Man, I wish I wish because it was a show. You know, it was a money show. It was full of, of uh, exotics, McLarens, and all that nonsense." And <laughs> this guy said, "Man, I, I wish that um, uh, I could make the kind of money that these guys make." And so I could have those cars. And I said, well, you can. What makes you think that you can't? You know, But his, his dialogue was giving him away because he would say, you know, I just had a conversation with one of them, and I said, I'm so broke. You know, how am I going to ever get to this point? Yep. And I said, well, you, you can't do that. And, and he thought I said, you can't have a conversation with the guy. I said, no, no, you, you can't verbalize that you're broke. You know, the one, the one secret to any wealth or any health or anything that you're working towards is once again, whatever you focus on expands. And if you're constantly, you know, your dialogue is giving you away. When you say, I can't pay my bills, when you say, I, 
I'm under stress. When you say I'm having a bad day, you're verbalizing a lot of negativity and you're manifesting that. And you have to be very careful that to not use your voice, which is a vibration, to send that message. And, and that's what we're doing. We're constantly sending messages into the ether and we're stating the way our life is. And the universe is responding to us and what we're giving. So if you're constantly giving out uh, messages that say, I'm broke, or that it's, this is a tough day, or I'm under pressure, or I'm not feeling good, or all the infinite ways in which you can describe your existence, and you're sending that message, the universe is responding in kind. So as an experiment to a 20-year-old, if he was sitting here right now, I'd say, just for this week, I want you to concentrate on all the things that, that you are excited about. Don't talk about the things. This is why, you know, the news and, and going to a car show and getting into a, uh, a, um, uh, a, a dialogue about uh, Trump and Biden or, or about uh, yeah. this and that or about Mopar and Chevy and Ford and, and, and arguing what's best and who's at fault and blah, blah, blah. Just, just as, a, as a singular movement in the right direction for anybody listening, if you can spend a day focusing on what it is that you're trying to get done, all the things that make you happy, and to verbalize those things in a way so that you understand that you're sending a message. It's like you're calling up the wealth god, and you're saying, I'm broke. Yeah. And, and he's, he's not going to respond to you. But when you, you can't ask for, for wealth. You have to demand it. You have to demand the things that you want in your life, and, and make it clear to people around you that this is the direction that you're going. And if you don't do that, you're, you're not going to make any progress. You know, when I, when I first got in the film industry, um, you know, I was at, at Walt Disney Imagineering for years with my wife, and, and uh, I just said, you know, this is what I'm going to do next. It's, it's the same thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger said. You know, here's a guy that comes from, from Austria and says he's going to be a, a huge star, which he does. Then he says he's going to be governor, which he does. It's just everything that he said he's going to do, he does. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But if you're, if you're constantly dialoguing negativity and, and putting your attention on the people that are giving you a hard time or, or blaming your mother-in-law because she's not paying for your education or paying for, blaming your dad for not giving you the tools that you need to be successful, blah, blah, blah. There's infinite excuses that you can give, but there's only one true choice, and that is to just to go do it. Fireball, do you, it, it, you, you're, it. You're, you're hitting so many great points, and I think I can speak for a lot of our audience. You're, you're, you're definitely getting us to reflect, yep. and, and, and honestly, my feeling is like, it's okay. I got to ask you, fear and greed, those are powerful emotions that can play with our state of mind and in all actuality get directly in the way of what we're trying yeah. to attract. It's, it's sort of a psychological natural phenomenon. We all have elements of fear and greed. We have to dial it in. And of course, as you said earlier, as we gain in our journey and we, we see whatever it is that works for us individually as success we balance that out. Do you think it works on the opposite side? I've gotten to where I need to be. I am now, and it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be a material richness. But I get to a certain point 
where then it works in the opposite way. And now I'm in a greedy state. And so now how I deal with my industry or how I deal with my community is rotten. Yeah. Well, there's, there's really only two mindsets. There's a, a get mindset and there's a give mindset. And the get mindset is based in fear and it uses greed to get the things that they want. And, and mm-hmm. it uses, it's very powerful and it's, it can be very effective. Unfortunately, it, it does not last. You know, I always make the joke that, that Bernie Madoff made off with everybody's money until the day he didn't. And when, 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 he, it, when it caught up with him and then he died in prison, you know, so greed is very powerful, that's for sure. But if, if, if you look at it from the standpoint that, that greed is a class you're taking in college, it's a concept that you have to be introduced to, to be wary of, uh, to not, not to be seduced by. And you're just taking a class. That's all. You're looking at it uh, uh, without without judgment. You're just saying, okay, there's there's greed in the world. There's people that are greedy. Uh, that doesn't mean I have to be. It, 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 you know, how you know what do I want in my life? If I if I look at my life from a giving standpoint, understanding that whatever I focus on expands. If I give to the community, if I give to car culture, if I give to uh, a, a life without fear, inspire other people to do the same thing, then that's going to come back to me, and that's going to affect people positively. And, and, and that's, that's, to me, a, a life well-lived. Uh, and, and anybody can do that. It, it doesn't take much to be kind to some people, to be, to be kind to people in general. But the reason people aren't is because they're, they're, we're a fear-based society. We've, we've been sold on a bill of goods, and that's really what COVID was, and a lot of the, the things that happen through the news is the news prospers because they use a very simple tactic, which is fear. And, you know, you, uh, you know uh, uh, Frank, you could easily go on the radio and say, look, if you guys don't do this with your car, your car's going to break down, you're going to be stranded on the side of the road, and, and that's it. Oh, and by the way, buy my book, you know, on how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not you what can, we're about. You can yeah. Use, yeah, you can use fear very easily to induce induce that type of mentality and get people to bend at your will. And that's one way to do it. But it doesn't breed happiness. It doesn't, it doesn't fill the world. We're, we're here as human beings to add to the world, yeah. not, take, not, not to have a get mentality and, and take everything that we can possibly get. I tell you, of course, they're you, hot wheels, and I want as many hot wheels as I can possibly get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the exception. Uh, that's a collection yeah. for spirit, for sure. Uh, for years, uh, Fireball, we have a few minutes left here. I, I thought of myself, man, I'm go-getter. I'm going to go-get. I'm going to go-get. And one of my great clients gave me a book, and this was the last few years, and gave me this book, and I, I kind of felt this internally, but it just needed to read the title, and that's Go-Giver. A lot of you yeah. are go-getters, and, and there's nothing wrong with, hey, get your grind on. Uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger said, hey, I want to do all these things, yeah. he didn't sit there in Zen mode and just lived in a cave and lit sage. He worked yeah. for it, and, and there's, there's definitely got to be a work ethic. But, boy, that book really made me think and, 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 and kicked it up notches for me personally, and I share that with you listening, and I'll, I'll have it in the show links, from go-getter to go-giver. A yeah. society needs more of that. That's Way just more the, I mean, a lot of you saying, ah, this well, show's kumbaya. No, nope. man, it's truth. It's true. A lot of us, a lot of us suck at it. You know, we weren't, we didn't come into this life with a, with a game book 
But, you know, just like football, you know, if you, you watch the games, you learn a bit, you play the game, you learn some more. Uh, there's still guys that play it extremely well. Then there's stars, you know, guys that, that live and breathe it and understand it. And the game of life is exactly the same way. Yep. Yeah, and, that's awesome. And you can, you can sit on the sidelines and you can watch it go by and not take any chances because you're too afraid to get out there and play the game. Or you can get in there and, and, uh, and you, you get according to how much you give. And or you can be a star, not a star that's the kind that we need to impress people. But you're you get that whatever level that is, and and it's uh, and it comes back to you. So it's you know there's another book that I've mentioned this on our show. Um, it's an old book that goes back to the turn of the last century by Florence Scovel Shin. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And it's a very simple, thin book that, that helps people to understand that if you can look at life like a game and not be upset when people do certain things or things don't work out, just say, okay, well, this is the game. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Colonel Sanders chicken recipe. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you have to try and sell it. Well, you do it until you get it right, and that's it. That's what it's about. And as I always say, you got to trust that journey. Fireball, we could sit for hours. I know, right? Uh, we are going to bring you back. Uh, we are just out of time, and, and unfortunately, you bring a lot to life. I speak for a lot of folks, and we are so grateful. Every day is an inspiration with Fireball Tim Lawrence. Honored to have you on the show, Fireball. Thank you so much for joining yeah, Ranch thank Nation. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be doing your book. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. And, uh, <laughs> well, and, we're, uh, we'll hang out with you guys again. We will do Anytime. a wrap-up on that. We, we, uh, we, we're actually coming out with our own little Ranch Nation coloring book, and we're honored to do that. Of more announcements, visit Fireball, Tim Lawrence, Amazon.com. Get your coloring book on. Just about every automotive genre is there. Uh, and as I tell you, everybody, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.